Facing a crisis in your life or business? Take the helm and steer yourself in the right direction. It's time to take charge and make things happen with your host, Lynn McLaughlin. Hi, everyone. It's December 15th. Hard to believe that Christmas Day is only 10 days away. Before we jump into taking the helm today, I wish each and every one of you a healthy, a happy holiday filled with friends and family, love and laughter. And with that, I am honored to be introducing our guest today. Hi, Marilyn. Marilyn Farnworth right here from Kingsville, just down the street. Thanks for joining us today, Marilyn. Thanks. It's nice to be with you, Lynn. Okay, I'm going to just do a little bit of an intro and then you can jump in because I am blown away. I mean, I knew I knew that you did some of these things, you know, being in the same uh, local community, but my goodness. Uh, Marilyn, you're a, a certified group fitness trainer, a personal trainer, and let me just say some of the things that you do. It blows me away. Urban polling, aqua aerobics, yoga, Pilates, senior fitness, cardio pump, strength training, chair exercises, spin, stretch classes. I could go on and on and on, and that's just one piece of it. You also are um, a huge fan and a participant with the Terry Fox Run. I believe you've been doing that for 41 years, and you've led our local community group. And then we also have to talk about the fact that you just rang the gong as a breast cancer yes. survivor. Oh, wow. Okay, so what do you want to add? No, no, that's great. Um, okay. With it, um, as I said before, fitness is my life, and... Uh, um, I, I try to uh, be involved in the community and motivate others in the community and uh, work with the food bank and the community center and the, the Kingsville Parks and Rec Department and the parades. So hopefully leading by example and motivating others in the community. So when I went for my annual mammogram this year, it was quite a surprise when uh, they called me back and I found out that I had breast cancer because mm -hmm. um, there isn't breast cancer in my family and uh, it was it was quite a shock because I consider myself a healthy fit person and wasn't expecting um, that uh, diagnosis um, but with it I decided well I wasn't going to let cancer beat me I was going to do my best to to beat it um, and uh, fortunately I was lucky that uh, I had a terrific surgeon um, from Leamington Hospital and they moved me very quickly through the system. Um, so I had my lumpectomy, my um, biopsy, um, fortunately nothing in the lymph nodes, um, but in order to be sure that uh, there wasn't anything left, they decided that I needed to do uh, 16 treatments of radiation. Uh, so I had to meet with the oncologist and the radiation oncologist at uh, Windsor um, so I had to do 16 treatments and fortunately just a couple of weeks ago I was able to ring the gong and uh, so I'm done my treatments. Um, I feel great um, and um, I'm very, very pleased with, uh, you know, our health healthcare system and happy that I did go and get my mammogram. I got my letter in the mail and as soon as I did, I called and made my appointment. So it's really important that uh, everybody keeps up even though with COVID times, I was a little apprehensive going to the hospital, but I decided, well, this is something I do every two years for my mammogram, so I better better go and do it. And, um, you know, that when they read it, they found a foggy spot on my breast and decided that uh, 
they'd have to investigate further. And um, I'm thankful that I did. So I encourage everybody to make sure that they go for their, you know, physicals, their mammograms, colonoscopies, whatever you're normally scheduled for. Uh, don't put it off. Um, because if I had decided to put it off, it, I wouldn't ended up being stage one. And um, it, you know, it may not had the positive result that I've had so far. Okay. Wow. You just said so much <laughs> in such a short time. Very, very succinct. And and so we're in Ontario. And so we are so blessed in Ontario because we get letters yes. in the mail, right? We get letters yeah, in the mail. Exactly. And, and, yeah. and I, for one, um, I just had a person who had a scare with colon cancer and I did my fecal screening and mailed it in and did what, you know, it's not mm -hmm. fun, but you still do it. And in this, the same message is from him, do the screening when you need to, if you put it off, you put it off. Like you said, Marilyn, you risk yeah. whatever that disease is of spreading any further. So thank you right. for that message. And actually we have very important. Yeah, we have colon cancer in our family, both my mom and my dad had it. So that's what I've always been afraid of is colon cancer. So I go every five years for my colonoscopy. And uh, so when it was breast cancer, it sort of threw me for a loop because I was figuring if I was going to get anything, it would be colon cancer. Mm -hmm. um, and so still, because I had the breast cancer, I was nervous that maybe you know it, it was a secondary cancer that was the breast and maybe I did have colon cancer. So I made sure I had a colonoscopy <laughs> before I started my radiation, just to put my mind at ease that it, it didn't have anything to do with um, my colon and, and my colonoscopy was fine. I didn't have any polyps or anything. So, um, you know, it's, it's a good thing just to, if you're not sure, and rather than worry about it, I just decided, okay, <laughs> I'm going to go and get the testing done, make sure everything's okay. And now at least I have a clear mind that, yes. you know, hopefully that's it. <laughs> yeah. Peace of mind, peace of mind. Okay. Peace of mind is very important. <laughs> Take us to the moment. Take us to the moment that you were ringing the gong. I want to be there beside you. Okay, it was <laughs> it was a surreal feeling. Um, it's just you know, wow, I'm done. This is over with. Uh, the hardest part really was driving back and forth from Kingsville to Windsor because the treatments don't take long, but you have an hour and a half drive every day. Um, you know, in good traffic and. Uh, and I ended up with a fair bit of a rash and some burning, which is almost all gone now, which, which is very good. Um, and, but when I was there, it was like, I had them take my picture and do a video so that I could show everybody that I did ring the gong and that uh, my treatments were over and the people that were there, you know, of course, applauded and, and clapped for you when you were at the uh, cancer center. So it was a nice feeling to drive home and know, oh, phew. It's over with. Oh, I'm sure so it's a I very have, emotional, a very emotional yeah, time. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And I have two more appointments coming up. So I meet my surgeon next week and then the week after my oncologist. So praying that uh, everything's good in terms of the reports that I get from them. Um, mm -hmm. And also uh, with my oncologist, she asked that I do a bone density test because I had um, uh, osteoporosis, osteoarthritis. Um, it runs in our family and I do have osteoporosis and the medication that they put me on for my cancer treatment because I'm progesterone and estrogen positive um, could affect um, my bone density. So she sent me for a bone density test and I got my results back and it turns out that now I'm not osteoporosis, I'm osteopenia. So through my fitness and through 
the um, health and healthy eating and everything else um, and taking my once a month Actinol, um, it's actually improved. So if you, as they say, pay the piper and, and do what you need to do, um, there is hope that you can reverse some of the things that you have, uh, whether it be diabetes, osteoporosis, uh, cancer, whatever, if, if you do the right things and, you know, follow the, you know, your doctor's orders and, um, you know, get out and exercise and eat healthy foods, um, you can really heal your own body. And it really does make a difference. It's a combination and listening to the experts. Yes. And, you know, we have natural yes. medicine and those kinds of things as well. We have to take all of that into consideration yeah. when we make our treatment choices, right? Yes. And I do, I, I do a lot of natural things too. So, uh, I, I love the, um, aromatherapy and the essential oils. So I found, um, in, in going through this, uh, rather than being stressed out in the morning, I put on my diffuser with my serenity or my lavender. Um, and, uh, and I also use, um, essential oils in my morning smoothies. Um, so I'll put, uh, Capaba. Um, I'll also use lemon. Um, uh, I'll, um, also, uh, I use frankincense. So I use a number of essential oils that I ingest. And then I also use them for my face in terms of uh, having a, a natural oil for your face. Um, coconut oil, I love. Um, <laughs> I put coconut, coconut oil on my toast in the morning instead of butter. Um, I give my cats coconut oil for their fur and their skin. Um, I also, um, you know, you know, just, just use it, um, as a, a lotion. Um, so, so with it, when I found out I had cancer, I decided to investigate, um, different things or different ways that I could help heal my body naturally. Um, so that I wasn't rely relying just on surgery and radiation, um, because your, you know, your body needs to do that healing itself. And so I looked at, you know, doing meditations, uh, doing Bible readings, very much the spirituality helped me get through it for sure. Um, also, you know, support of family and friends, keeping up my exercise program. They told me I would be tired, um, but believe it or not, I actually have more energy now than I had before. So I really believe the cancer was zapping some of my energy and my spirit. Um, and now that the cancer is out, um, I have actually more energy and enthusiasm for life than I had before. And people say, well, I always thought you were pretty enthusiastic before, but uh, I just have a renewed vigor in life. And uh, I, you know, try to eat healthy, eat a lot of fresh fruits, vegetables, um, stay away from processed foods because, um, you know, they're definitely not, not good for you. Um, doesn't mean that I don't indulge every once in a while. I have to treat myself and, and do whatever, but, uh, you know, as much as possible, I try to eat healthy whole foods, um, and my, my fruits and vegetables, and I drink lots of water. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, wow. Get, That's something well, I don't, I don't, I don't do enough of. <laughs> water is actually my favorite drink. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Well, I mean, I, the bottom line is we're whole beings. So we, when we look at all of these things and, you know, and I've said it before, and as a brain tumor survivor myself, you know, a lot of what you said is really resonating with me and with a lot of people who face a life-threatening illness, but let's mm -hmm. not wait everybody <laughs> until we have a diagnosis before we yes. take care of 
ourselves in some of the ways or all of the ways that Marilyn has explained to us. I, I think that's the key message here. And I, and there's another, um, uh, what's the word? I, I think some people think, you, Marilyn, if you give your example, we're such a healthy and active person. Just because we're healthy and active and eating all of the things doesn't mean that we shouldn't be doing our annual physicals and being proactive right. and checking in because there are a lot of different reasons for becoming ill. And some of it is around us right here in our environment that is causing us to be sick. So Yes. Yeah. Okay. And that was a lot of the ladies that I teach in my fitness class. They said, Marilyn, I can't believe that you have cancer because you're so healthy and you do everything right. But yeah. that, you know, doesn't doesn't affect it. Like you, you still have to. Uh, you know, do whatever needs to be done in terms of your physicals and everything that comes up. And even though you do have healthy living, um, that doesn't mean you're not going to end up with some ailments and you're not going to end up with cancer or something else happening to your body. You just have to be proactive and try not to just be reactive. And right. um, you were mentioning too in our environment, because that was a big thing for me is um, I thought, well, everything that's in our house and there's probably more um, not environmental things in our house that are not good for us as there is outside with the with the air and everything else and pollution. So I decided, well, now's the time to start looking at what I'm using for cleaning products and what I'm using on my skin and lotions and um, laundry and everything else. So I've gone more to the very natural things in terms of, uh, you know, laundry detergent, dish detergent, uh, soaps, creams, what I put on my face, makeup, everything else. So I've decided, well, I have to clean up not only my internal environment, but my external environment. And, um, you know, my husband's tried the products as well. And he says, these are just as good, if not better. I want to jump in because I'm smiling from ear to ear because um, <laughs> when I when I found out that you were ill, Marilyn, um, I, I I think you connected to one of my previous guests, Jen, Jen Smurf, yes. right? Who is also, yes, an, you know, a breast cancer survivor and very committed. And I, that just really warms my heart when, I mean, that's the whole reason that we're doing this podcast, because when someone is struggling, they want to reach out to someone else who has a similar experience that will help them find new ways, think about different things, take new steps. And I just want to tell you, when I saw the two of you chatting online, I was just like, oh, Oh, that's so wonderful. I just have to throw that <laughs> no, in there. Jen has been great. And, and she was one of the people that I went to as a resource. Uh, mm -hmm. um, and she actually got in, got me into the uh, different products that were very helpful in terms of household products, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So, so okay. thank you for... <laughs> well, thank you. All right. I want to go to Terry Fox. So you, um, uh, okay. I think you might be on coming up to 42 years. I'm not really sure. Even with COVID and the mm -hmm. way we had to think, uh, switch things around in our community, you started running when Terry Fox was, you were, you were participating because you and I have talked about this before. Uh, he ran through your community, if I'm correct, up near Toronto. Yes. 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 I was living in Brampton at the time and that was 41, 41 years ago. Um, and he ran through the community and inspired me um, to take up running. And I thought, you know, gee, like I've done a little bit of running myself and I can't even imagine running a marathon every day. Like I ran one marathon in my life and I figured that was enough. Um, but I was, you know, just inspired by him and decided that that was going to be my number one fundraiser and the number one thing that I made sure I did every year. Um, so when Terry did end up passing away and they started the Terry Fox run afterwards, I decided that every year I would participate in the Terry Fox run and it uh, didn't matter. I've done it in Ottawa, Oshawa, Windsor, Brampton, Tecumseh, <laughs> wherever I was, 
I made sure that I did participate in the Terry Fox run. And then when I was up north in um, uh, Horseshoe Valley area, um, they needed some help with one of the runs up there in Sugarbush. So uh, one of the ladies and I did fitness classes together. So I helped her out with the run up there. And then, you know, when I came to uh, Kingsville, I realized that they didn't have a Terry Fox run in the first year, couple of years I had to go to Tecumseh. Um, so I thought, well, like, I can't believe that Kingsville, Leamington, Harrow area doesn't have a Terry Fox run. So I consulted with the Parks and Rec Department. I said, well, what are the chances of starting up a run like at Lakeside Park? Because there should be something for the county. Um, so they were very supportive and, you know, helped me out. And, and then we um, worked with the people in the community to, you know, do some fundraising and get it started. And so for the last, uh, well, we did three years of a regular run and the last two years, of course, have been virtual because right, of, right. of COVID. So, um, but the community was very supportive and, uh, and, you know, to me, our, our role model in Canada is Terry Fox, because wow. uh, he certainly has done a lot. And I'm sure what I went through and a lot of people have gone through with cancer, um, they would not have been as successful if it weren't for all the money and the research that's uh, gone in through the Terry right. Fox uh, Foundation. And if Terry Fox had the cancer he had today, he probably still would be alive because, right, because they made research. such fantastic gains in uh, cancer research. Absolutely. So. I, I want to go back to, so I've been in Kingsville now. Oh my gosh, I think we're on 23 years and, and there was no community, but the schools were still involved. And so there was, <laughs> yes, there was did. a component yeah. of it throughout, throughout yes. the county. I always did it with schools, my great so. nieces and nephews at uh, Kingsville Public School and Jack Minor. I used to do my Terry yeah. Fox run, but I always did it with the schools as well. So <laughs> Excellent. Okay. One, one last little piece that I want to share in it. It really is about giving, giving in service to others, giving as a volunteer and you do so much of it. And I think we're both co-writers for the Kingsville uh, Times right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to see you writing articles as well. Uh, the food bank is something else. I'm, I'm a rotary, a member of rotary and uh, we volunteer at the folk food bank every Wednesday night. I guess, I guess I'm imploring upon our listeners and viewers, if there's something that you are intrigued or interested in because of the impact it's had on your own life, is there something in your own community that you can volunteer and give back? And let me tell you, and Marilyn, you jump in, um, the feeling that you have yourself because you are giving without any expectation of anything in return, it just warms your heart, it warms your soul, it lifts you up, and it certainly makes a difference um, in your own community. So I'm just asking people think about it, and not just in the holiday season, right? We do a lot of that in the in the yes. in holiday special times of the year, but this is 365 days a year. I'm not saying you will volunteer 365 days a year, but commit to something. Um, that you're going to be staying with for long term or even for six months or, or so to try it out. And if it doesn't work for you or for the people you're volunteering for, go try something else, but give back, everybody yeah. give back. Yeah, no, I, I thoroughly agree that with, uh, you know, I'm retired and I, you know, teach part time and you sort of have that void, um, you know, like, well, what else can I do? Um, and, and I just found that by, you know, doing the Terry Fox run, helping with the food bank, the Kingsville Community Center, volunteering like at the, the Santa Claus Parade and the Migration Festival and um, the, the Mayor's Golf Tournament and things like that, that it really does enrich your life and you feel so good doing it. 
Um, yeah. So with it, yes, it is time consuming at times and sometimes it gets very stressful, but for the most part, it's, it's a joyful contribution and you feel, you meet new people in the community and you feel sure. more a part of the community and you feel like you're contributing to the community and helping others. And as you say, it does warm your heart and it, it's a wonderful feeling and it really does uh, lift you up um, and, and help you yeah. as well. And, and I, I will say, um, you know, I don't do the shoulda, coulda, have, but in Rotary, in our area, we have a very unique Rotarian organization here because children are part of, of what we do. Children are at our meetings. Mm -hmm. Children actually do the pledge with us and all of those kinds of things. And when I watch um, fellow Rotarians, I'm one of the oldest in the group, and that's okay. It's awesome. Um, bringing their children and instilling a volunteerism in their hearts and in their minds and as part of what they do every single day from a very young age i'm so hopeful for the future when i see these kids and what they're doing yeah and right now i'm working with uh, kingsville public school for the food bank and the goodfellows because they're doing a food drive right now and before i before covid i used to go in and volunteer and do yoga with the kindergarten grade one students and <laughs> it's it's so fun you know just watching them get so and i can't believe how much they know about yoga because i didn't know about yoga till i was 40. Um, but the the kids you know really love it and uh, it's a good way for them especially in covid times and the teachers too to de-stress and you know just learn how to cope with you know, the feelings that you have and being able to do that deep breathing and in, in times of, of uh, worry and times of stress. And, you know, when you're not coping well, it really does make a difference to be able to do that deep breathing exercises and just sort of calm your mind, calm your body and just chill out. I, I would love to see mindfulness, meditation, whatever you want to call it, in every single classroom, however that yes. looks like, whether or not educators are trained or it becomes a part of every, you know, every day, because there's skills in that that will help us deal with the pressures of life as, as we grow older. You're right. I mean, exactly. some of the things, but we also didn't have the pressures our children are having today by any way, in any way, shape or form. And the pandemic alone has just caused um, such a great deal of anxiety around us. So I, I thank you for that. Marilyn, there are many people, I'm sure, because we've touched on so many components today that uh, will likely want to reach out to you. How, how do they contact you? You can contact me by email. My email is my name, M. Farnworth, F-A-R-N-W-O-R-T-H at AOL.com. Thank you very, very much. Now, we always put that information in the show notes. So whether you're watching on video or listening in audio, check out the show notes, uh, contact Marilyn. And I, I thank you for instilling hope and inspiration and, and, and a proactive mindset and a giving mindset with us today. Uh, Marilyn, thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you, Lynn. And I, I hope it will help others and uh, definitely reach out to me if any areas I've touched upon um, would be helpful for you. Um, and, uh, you know, whatever you do, keep, keep walking, keep moving and uh, stay fit and do your time in terms of going for your medical exams and everything else that uh, is due. So don't, well, I, don't hesitate. Well, I hope to run into you on the trail again sometime soon. <laughs> I'm sure we will either biking or walking. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't bike. You know, it's, it's just a mindset with me, uh, you know, because of my craniotomy and you know, I've got titanium 
even with a helmet, Marilyn, I'm just so worried yeah. about falling because I'm a klutz. I'm just a klutz. There'll be a squirrel run out in front of me and I'll break too hard and all. I just, I just, so I'm a, I'm an avid walker and we've seen each other. Yeah. In the past and I, I love my urban polling. So I felt that urban polling saved me through the COVID times because uh, uh, with it, I used to do a lot of running. I don't run anymore. And I find that with the urban polling, it uh, gives me a little bit more exercise than just walking and works the, uh, the muscles in my arms as well as my legs and uh with it i i think that's what saved me through covid because every day i went out and urban pulled so well <laughs> make sure lots of different ways right? yeah lots yeah. of different ways and i should explain because we have viewers and listeners from around the world we are blessed in our community we're on the lake oh my gosh it's just beautiful in many many ways but um the old railroad tracks have turned into a trail that literally goes from one end of our county to the other end of the county and it's really kept up well it's called the chrysler greenway and so, you know, it becomes a community as you pass people, you you know who they are. Hey, how is it going today? And sometimes your walk gets interrupted, but that's okay because it's about people as well, right? <laughs> yeah. And people get into the routines and you see it's the same person every day if you're walking a certain part of the Greenway and yeah. you become part of family or friends. Oh, hi, how are you doing? So it's, <laughs> it's nice and it's, it's great to have uh, a trail close by that uh, we can utilize. That's right. That's right. Well, again, I want to thank you very much for, for um, uh, sharing all of your experiences, your knowledge and your wisdom with us. Okay. Thank you. We can never take our health for granted. I want to thank you, our viewers and our listeners, as we wrap up 2021. Wow. When you see us on January 5th with a whole new look like I do every January, we're entering our third year. But in the meantime, I will be doing some celebration because although we got to see our oldest son and his fiance a few weeks ago in Nova Scotia, he and his siblings have not been together with us as parents for two years ago, Christmas actually. And we've got them all for about 12 hours and I will be celebrating every single minute. And I hope wherever you are in the world that you take some time to reflect and to love and to laugh and just enjoy time with friends and family during this holiday season. Now, January 5th is our first time back and we are going to blow the first episode out of the water with our guest, Brent Scarpo. He has been a guest on the Today Show speaking about the sign he received from his mother from heaven. It is truly inspiring. He's also the former casting director for the films The Shawshank Redemption, Air Force One, That Thing You Do, and Matilda. Now, Brent is an intuitive life coach and he's bringing together his life lessons that he discovered in Hollywood to his coaching business. He's co-creating miracles with his clients. Stay healthy and safe, everyone, and we'll see you in 2022. Thanks for listening. To learn more from people who are steering in the right direction, go to lynnmclaughlin.com and search the archives of every interview or subscribe to this podcast feed. A new episode is published every Wednesday.